Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Hey, Monica, it's Seafair Weekend. Did you get to see any of the hydroplanes or the Blue Angels fly by? I got to see about as much of it as I do every year. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, there isn't any hydroplanes or any Blue Angels. Although I drove over the bridge and it seemed like all the boats seemed to be having Seafair out there. <laughs> I know there were so many boats and I'm not a big seafarer person, but I have to say, you know, I work downtown. So for sure, when the blue angels are in town, I can hear them because they're flying above the whole time. So I don't know. There's no seafarer pirates, but I think what we should do as a city of Seattle, Monica, make this happen for me. <laughs> Send those seafarer pirates to those boats that have 20 or 50 people on the boat and have them start doing pirate stuff so they can disperse and leave because they're not social distancing. I don't know. I don't know what your pirate stuff do. Send out the parrots, start commandeering the ship or something like that. So they can have, so they have, they can go back to their home. I like the seafare pirates. Um, I do too. I do too. They started carrying around whips. So I guess they could just whip people. Yeah. Uh, This is, this is a family show. So let's keep this a family show, but yeah. We're on the same mind track. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, I miss the torchlight parade. I don't miss running in the torchlight parade, but through the, (laughs) I'm okay with that. Yes. But yeah, I I miss all the festivities of Seafair and hopefully it will come back next year. It will be back next year. I miss that oh boy, Alberto hydroplane that I always see. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Hashtag not sponsored. No, yeah. that's not hashtag not sponsored, but I, I that seems like the only hydroplane I always see all around Seattle. It's like the old boy Alberto one. Yeah, it has a really good presence. Now, I for sure, Seafair lasts for the entire summer. I mean, this is Seafair weekend, but the amount of events in the Seattle metro area is just it. it you can definitely feel it. It's definitely yeah. hard to imagine it's summer without it. It's a huge thing, but but anyway, we're we're still rocking through it and. It's summertime, so so yeah, outdoors. It's good to good. All right, everyone, and welcome to Seattle Foodie Podcast. This is episode 99. Hi, Monica. How's it going? Pretty good. How about you? It's a, it's a little warm today, but not as warm as it has been like last <laughs> week. <laughs> yeah, um, I can't wait to hear how you and friend of the podcast, Annie Eats Food, brave that 93 degree weather <laughs> on Monday. Uh, I want to hear about that. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely been very hot. I've, uh, if you guys aren't familiar, I do not do well with warm weather. I walk out and I'll literally start sweating. Or I it, actually, I take that back. I put on my shoes inside the house and I start sweating because I think about the hot weather. That's, that's mm. how I don't handle hot weather. Yeah, yeah I don't like it either. Mm, yucky. It's sticky. I'm taking two showers a day now because I go work out, come back, I shower, and then if I have to go out, I have to go back and shower again because I was sweating. So yeah, it's two, three shower days these summer times. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. <laughs> you should get one of those blow up pools. I've been thinking about getting one like the kind I had when Cole was a kid. <laughs> Just gotta have a wading pool. One time we had a really nice one. I kind of miss those days. Maybe I'll put that like in, in the restaurants. 
Yeah. If we're going out to eat at the restaurant, I'll just take the waiting pool. Yeah. If we're eating outside, I'll be right in the waiting pool, just right next to the chair. (laughs) Maybe that'll help me stop sweating. I don't know. Someone, please tell me how to stop sweating from all this. (laughs) Well, we have a great show. A couple of things to talk about in terms of our recap. What are we eating? I thought literally... I was like, I'm not going to have anything to write about this week. This is the beginning of the week. And then all of a sudden I, I ended up writing a whole page worth of stuff. So <laughs> I made up for it at the end. <laughs> no, just kidding. Let's go ahead and get started. Uh, hey, Monica, I'm not sure if you're aware, but the Mariners and baseball started playing. Mm-hmm. And we got a nice surprise earlier this week. In coordination with the Major League Baseball season coming back, the good people at Pyramid Brewing Company sent us some curveball beers with their newly designed bottles. Like new uniform designs, Pyramid has been releasing new labels for their popular beers. Curveball, Monica, if you're not familiar, is one of my favorite summer beers. Mm. I've been drinking this beer for at least eight plus years now. It's light, refreshing, it's crisp, it's perfect for hot weather and watching baseball inside the comfort of my home. Absolutely. Um, I didn't know you've been drinking it for eight years, but uh, it's definitely my kind of beer. It goes down really easy. And again, like you said, it's it's really refreshing. And so nothing says summer like a good beer and a ball game. Yeah, it's just something about the beer that's just really nice and light and you can drink multiple bottles and not even know it. <laughs> so that's my favorite. It's not a heavy beer, guys. Not a heavy beer. It's a blonde really good perfect for hot dogs perfect for burgers it's and just catching a mariners game around 7 p.m on a weekday that's the perfect that's the perfect weekend evening for me monica yep for sure except we're all just doing it from at home but that's okay because you know we watch a lot of games from home anyway it's not like we're at every mariners game we just go to a couple every year so you know it's just like usual did you see the mariners highlight i don't think i sent it to you but you know how they have in the stadium the noise meter yeah. And like when people are cheering and the noise meter goes up to like the red level decibel. Yeah. I saw videos. I think there was a news reporter that was covering the game at T-Mobile Park and they showed a picture. And I guess the Mariners, I don't know, stadium announcer was doing the noise meter on the Jumbotron. And it was at the red level decibel. Oh, wow. And then as he pans through, there's nobody in the crowd. So there, I think... <laughs> <laughs> they're throwing in fake noise which is kind of funny and then i was like okay this is this is very weird and eerie at the same time <laughs> it's like where's all this noise coming from i don't know <laughs> yeah no i think it's funny because for professional sports you know there's no crowd anymore and i think as a player you probably get used to it and, and used to filtering it out or having it in the background and so yeah. it'd be interesting to see you know how everybody feels about it later on um definitely i was thinking about buying a fan seat and having my cut cardboard cut out sitting there in the stands oh that would be yeah. so awesome you know right. what you know what you should do you should buy one of those for your cardboard cutout mm-hmm. and put a picture of your cat oh that'd be amazing <laughs> i've seen i've seen people put dogs on there and uh-huh. maybe maybe some cats there i don't know but yeah that's yeah. pretty cool <laughs> all right you guys can get curveball at all grocery stores and anywhere you buy alcoholic beverages monica you know what goes well with beer hmm. potato chips really i wonder <laughs> i wonder 
Well, guys, Spud Love sent Nelson and I some 100% organic thick-cut potato chips. So this is an Oregon company, and it's owned and operated by fifth-generation farmers, so they absolutely know potatoes. You know, Nelson, these chips had a, a really good weight and a good crunch to it. And you and I got to try sea salt, salt and vinegar, jalapeno, cracked pepper, and barbecue. I took the barbecue and has a little bit of a spicy hit, which was really nice, with my homemade clam dip. And so it was a really nice pairing. Nelson, what flavor did you like? So just to make sure, clam dip, not crab dip this time. Yeah. Just, yeah. just making sure. <laughs> yes, clam dip. I'll work on the crab dip later. <laughs> okay. I'm a classic guy. I have to go either with the sea salt or the salt and vinegar. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, Monica. I haven't opened the barbecue chips yet mm-hmm. because I'm not normally a barbecue guy in mm-hmm. terms of potato chips. It's it's, and I don't know why when they include it in my like those catering lunch bags when we used to have like work lunch work lunches and they mm-hmm. were catered that I would always open up and like ah oh, man barbecue chips come on <laughs> so. <laughs> If you want to trade, I'm happy to give you my bag of barbecue if you give me an extra of those sea salt or the salt and vinegar. Yeah, sounds like a deal. I love barbecue chips, and I'm always looking for different flavors. And like I said, this one has a little bit of a spicy kick that you don't get with all barbecue flavors. So really cool. So the two of us are really grateful for Spud Love to sending us not only the chips, but they sent us hella swag. <laughs> they did send us some swag. And you know what came in the swag? A bag. Oh, right. yeah. A reusable bag. Yes, I'm adding that to my collection. It's a nice bag, too. And I saw you making fun of my Instagram stories, but it really held the chips really well. <laughs> we also got an apron and a shirt and a hat, a water bottle, all kinds of stuff. So thanks to the, the folks over at Spud Love for sending that out to us. They're awesome. Thank you so much, Spud Love. <laughs> okay. What are you eating? <laughs> What what are you eating that you don't think is a lot of food, but is a lot of food? Oh, I just didn't know. I I was thinking at the beginning of the week, I was like, okay, I'm not going to plan on going out that much. I I was going to go out maybe one time and then other people started contacting me. I was like, let's have dinner. And and it just all of a sudden became this food thing at the end of the week. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know. Who are we kidding, though? I'm I'm always eating. We're always eating. Mm -hmm. We don't have light weeks for us. Otherwise, it's not called the Seattle no eating show. So (laughs) I love how it's just like, Oh, all these people started contacting me. Nelson's so popular. People just oh, I'm not popular at all. <laughs> I was hoping for a nice, quiet Friday. That didn't happen. That so. didn't happen. <laughs> all right. I stayed for Tuesday, Taco Tuesday, of course. I stayed local and I tried out this taco truck I found on Yelp. It's called Zochi, which is located next to a Chevron station. I got the five taco combo for $10.50. They had tacos like chorizo, chicharron. Conchinita Pibil, those tacos were really, really delicious. Really good value for $10.50. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought, I can't believe I haven't tried it. And I can't believe I just discovered it now. It's uh, in Issaquah. Crazy. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I was like, who? Who's this true taco truck over here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, another reason to come out to Issaquah instead of going over to the south. Right. To visit Macadons, Monica. Right. I'll, yeah. add, I'll add that to the list of pros. <laughs> <laughs> I add that to the list. <laughs> Even though I haven't seen Michael in like a month. <laughs> yeah. Had to get that reference in for each mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. 
Now, in addition to that, the California Avocado Tip Commission, they teamed up with Chef Eduardo Jordan and Solare, and they created a three-course meal using all avocados from California. I posted my images on Friday, and some of the dishes included herb-roasted flat iron steak with avocado crema and grilled avocado with rockfish ceviche. Monica, what is what do you usually do with avocados? For me, I just open up an avocado, slice the whole thing, maybe use half. Or a whole if I'm really hungry and I just throw it in my salad. I'm, I'm really simple like that. Yeah, I do that. But I also like avocado toast. And I also like crema. And so it making it into a crema really opens a lot of doors. So I love that flat iron stick that you showed. And the crema on top of it is is just a really nice fresh element um, to add to, you know, just a piece of meat pretty much. So yeah. um, I, I did like that. I like seeing that. Avocado toast. So millennial of you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's what people always say about me so millennial <laughs> they're always saying that these people that we, we don't know these people <laughs> these people i don't know <laughs> on wednesday i visited kent with some foodie friends which included friend of the podcast emerald city eater to venison fun grill for a tasting they have some tamarind and fish sauce wings, as well as Beyond Meat Bon Me, which were pretty good, Monica. I want to go back. Those tamarind and fish sauce wings are only available at the Kent and Sammamish locations. Mm -hmm. Woohoo! It's close to me and Sammamish, so I'm going to need to go back and check those out again. <laughs> they also have a Vietnamese coconut, which was the highlight of the group, in my opinion. It seemed like everybody liked that as well. So if you're into fresh coconut juice, you can go and get one of those there at Venison. Hmm. On Friday, I got a special delivery from a new local business called La Dolce. They are a dessert and pastry company specializing in Filipino desserts. Monica, this is awesome. I was excited about this. They delivered me a Basque burnt ube cheesecake and some Silvanas, matcha ube biscoff and original flavors. I have never had Basque cheesecake before, but now I'm a fan, Monica. Have you, I'm, I think you've had the Basque cheesecake from Susu. Correct? Well, I've, I've had Basque cheesecakes before, but um, what did you like about it? I liked it because it was cheesecake. I'm a huge cheesecake oh, okay. fan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's fair. <laughs> to be fair, I've never had it. I've never had an ube cheesecake. Mm -hmm. Again, Old Man Nelson, very classic New York style cheesecake, maybe some strawberries or some other fruit topping, but that's, that's the way I eat cheesecake. Mm -hmm. So I've never had the ube and I've never had it. A Basque cheesecake. I don't even. I didn't even know what that a Basque burnt cheesecake mm. means until this summer. I guess. <laughs> well, glad you liked it. It looked really good. So yeah, I, I liked your photo shoot too. Oh, thank you. Farmers Market, which I will talk about as well. Yeah, I checked out the Farmers Market on Thursday at Bellevue. Ninety degree heat. So yes, I was sweating at the Farmers Market too as well. <laughs> And I picked up some flowers just specifically for, for La Dolce and their cheesecake. Because I was like, I was really excited to shoot this cheesecake. And I was like, how do I make it all pretty? And I was like, I know, I'll buy some flowers. You guys got to go out and support the farmer's markets. Right now, the flower vendors, their bouquets that are normally like $20, they're only $10 right now, you guys. Oh and you goodness. have to go support them. Oh, yeah. Seeking Kombucha was there. I bought some... <laughs> We appreciate you. <laughs> kombucha. <laughs> so cute. I saw that. So I cute. love that name. Peach and blueberry basil. Very delicious. Very delicious. And I also visited the, some food trucks, Monica. Falafel Salam, which is mm -hmm. usually in the West Seattle area. Mm -hmm. yeah. And of course, the box 
we always got to do the box food truck. Mm. I was like, if you're not familiar with the box, we've had the owner on a previous episode. So go back and check it there. You know what I got? Chicken karage. <laughs> almost. <laughs> with the almost chopped there. salad. Almost there. Did I get it? Uh, I don't know. Almost there. <laughs> close, close, close. <laughs> and I got the hesitator from Falafel Salam. I couldn't, mm. I couldn't decide between one or the other. And I couldn't just leave out the other truck so i mm-hmm. i got the hesitator from falafel salam which is basically the everything mm-hmm. you know you got falafel you got your own meat you got hummus you got the dolmas you got everything on there so i like ordering the one with everything because i can never decide you know that yeah for sure i mean it's a, it's a good way to try out or just remember old favorites right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. finally on friday i met up with more friends of the podcast hangry for what and mon mon eats and we went to homer We waited a little bit for outdoor table because they only have outdoor seating. So we decided to walk over to their new sister restaurant, The Milk Drunk, to get some soft serve before dinner. Brings back memories when my brother and I broke our mom when we were kids and she would order dessert for us before dinner came, Monica. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what I remind me of. (laughs) I've always felt so bad because, you know, we would be kids and... Our parents, we decided to go have dinner at Denny's. And then my mom goes like, can you bring out two Sundays? And the, the, the server would be like, what? Uh, before the dinner? And my dad would just feel so embarrassed. My mom would just be like, yes, bring it out. Because my brother was always so used to it. So we would have Sundays before. So that was what it was like. We had we had some soft serve before. Anyway, I won't get into Milk Drunk. But if you saw my stories, you'll know I was... Very transparent about it, how I thought about it. Let's just say I'll chalk it up to opening jitters. The good news is, as for Homer, we, we really enjoyed the rose-cured duck with stone fruit, radishes, little gems, and hazelnut duca. Grilled sweet corn with nudja, feta, za'atar, and labna was also a table favorite. To start the reunion, we also finished off the reunion the same way. I got some soft serve, vanilla and with whey, and apricot swirl. Tasted like a dreamsicle, and that swirl... Just go to Homer for <laughs> right now and just get the soft serve. I apparently I missed last month's because it was wild elderberry. And I heard mm-hmm. that was like amazing. Should have gotten that. But this apricot and vanilla with way swirl. Ooh, yeah, that was I almost got another one. Actually, I might go back and get another one this week. It's that good. Uh, it looked really good. And I was actually looking at Mun Mun Eats. She posted a picture of the duck and that duck had such beautiful color mm. on it and that skin. Oh, Lord. That was our favorite dish of the night, that that rose-cured duck. That was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it looked really good. Yeah. So that's uh, pretty much what I ate. I did probably eat some other stuff, and I did. I totally forgot. I, I got a couple bubble teas here and there from Happy Lemon, and <laughs> I tried out a place for Me Tea and the, the new Me Tea location in the Stone Lounge near near the Farmer's Market in Bellevue. Let's just keep moving. They're just just bubble teas. So <laughs> nothing too special. <laughs> Well, that's a pretty good showing, Nelson. So good job. Yeah. Good job supporting all the local businesses. Oh, thank businesses. you. Ooh, that was a long one. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of was. Now, how about you? What, would you? what did you end up eating, Monica? Well, I know you're really interested in how Annie and I did because you know Annie and I. Friend of the podcast, <laughs> Annie Eats Food. Nelson knows that Annie and I also do not handle heat well. And of course, uh-uh. <laughs> on the hottest day of the year so far. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Annie and I visited Citizen Cafe and Campfire for happy hour. 
So guys, <laughs> first of all, Citizen Cafe has been around for 12 years and they've been serving up drinks and bites to the neighborhood. Citizen Campfire is outdoors and it's like a summer camp for adults. So it's an outdoor area that allows for plenty of social distancing while enjoying cocktails and food from Citizen Cafe. So Annie and I, of course, we're there like, you know, four o'clock, which pretty much just like the hottest time of the day also. <laughs> hilarious right. right so annie had frosé which you know annie doesn't drink a lot but I, you know sometimes you just need to and i had a refresher and what's so funny is i i'm holding this cup in this picture of myself and you're just like i'm glad to see you staying hydrated drinking water and i'm just like yeah. no that's alcohol in my hand no man. i knew it was alcohol it was just funny <laughs> it was funny right so we had to wash that down with plenty of water stay hydrated uh, we both shared some loaded nachos and Corexican tacos. And the beef in the tacos and the nachos was so soft and so flavorful. And it was just a really great way to kick off the week. And so if you all are interested in visiting Citizen Campfire, the fun starts at 4 p.m. Uh, so, yeah. Annie and I were sweating. In fact, what I didn't say is that at some point, uh, the owner was so nice, Susanna, almost. She actually let me go into the walk-in cooler. <laughs> <laughs> because I was pretty much going to pass out between the alcohol and the lack of hydration and the heat. Oh. She just like, would you like to come back into the walk-in freezer? I'm just like, yes, I would. <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> yes, I would. I left Annie. I'm just like, see you later, Annie. <laughs> I would have done the same thing, Monica. So I do not, I do not judge you at all doing that. I would have said like, I'll be right with you. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so it's always it's a really nice venue. I do like the venue at Citizen Campfire. It's it's very eclectic and it's very large. You don't know it because it's like behind. I mean, you can walk by it, but you don't notice how how far back it goes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah. we had, I believe, Lowrider Baking Company pop up. What was that, like three years ago or four wow. years ago now? Was I can't remember long how long ago? ago. I don't know. It's oh been so gosh. long. <laughs> yeah. But uh that's that's it's it's a, it's a fun venue there's just there's just so many things it's a fun hangout spot it's definitely a fun hangout spot late at night it is it's a little private and it's a little secretive and then the way they have the table set up now is fantastic so just many different options for seating if you're a picnic table kind of person there's that if you're a bar stool kind of person there's that and there's a bunch of different comfy chairs to sit in so really fun so after that, I got to try some strawberry cheesecake ice cream bars that Annie was making and experimenting Ooh, with and playing yeah. with her puppy, Mochi. <laughs> so that was a great time. I needed to cool off. Those bars were delicious. You guys, you need to give her a follow and check out her blog. It's called Through Annie's Window. But Nelson, it just tasted like cheesecake on a stick with these wonderfully fresh strawberries. And I like that she didn't over sugar them. So like that natural flavor of the strawberry really came through. Oh, how fun. I've seen her. I, I saw that strawberry cheesecake popsicle and I was like, oh, that looks really good. And she's been making a lot of other different popsicle flavors, mm -hmm. too. Very yes. unique. Yum, yep. yum, yum. Giving Seattle Pops a run, but real, not really. <laughs> I also dropped by you, District, for the White Rabbit Milk Tea from Aubert Cafe. And what, just White Rabbit, it's just such a nostalgic drink, and it's really light and yummy. So pro tip, you guys, if you want to get them, you don't have to get them in the regular bubble teacups. You can actually ask for it in bottles so you can stock up. But if you do that, don't forget, boba doesn't save well in the fridge. And so unless you're drinking it right then, you know, tapioca balls don't save very well. So since I was there, have you tried that drink, Nelson? I haven't. It's been on my list because mm. I've, I wanted to try it. 
a lot of people have been saying like it's hard to infuse the white rabbit flavor mm -hmm. into drinks or into mm -hmm. ice cream. So mm -hmm. I'm just really curious anytime that's white rabbit, what it tastes like. Yeah, for sure. I think it's because the consistency of the candy is so hard. The, the melting point is, is really the key, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So while I was there, I walked around the corner to Timeless Tea for the, <laughs> the moose cake. So I know, you, I know you tried this before, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I brought... <laughs> two of them home and my son was so upset because he never had a cake that looked like a dog before oh and yeah he was he was sitting there eating his lunch and i i uncovered the cake and set it in front of him and then just his reaction he was just he covered it with a napkin so it wouldn't look at him <laughs> and, and he did try it and i got uh, the chocolate one was really good and the yogurt one they were really smooth and creamy quite an experience but um i don't think he's gonna want any more yeah, it is quite an experience. Did you get the hate mail and all the, the cease and desist orders from PETA too as well, Monica? After you ate those? <laughs> no, not yet. I don't think I'm on oh, the okay. radar yet. <laughs> okay, maybe maybe it was just me when I took those pictures. Maybe yeah. it was just me. Just, <laughs> for sure, for sure. It, it is. A lot, a lot of people are very caught off guard by it. And it's like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh. And then when you show like videos of you cutting into the head, mm -hmm. like I don't know how to attack it. What do I do? Do I eat a butt first? Like, right. It's, it's, it's not... <laughs> Or do I like cut the abdomen first? Like, is that more <laughs> humane? I don't know. Like people are like, why are you doing that? Like, because it's chocolate. It's right. chocolate. It's, right. not a, it's not a real dog. It's chocolate, people. I know. <laughs> and so I didn't run any videos about the eating of the dog cakes. <laughs> we, we just had whole dogs. So maybe that's why I didn't get the hate mail. The <laughs> that Monica, don't even say that. We just had whole dog. That doesn't even sound that's worse. All right, people, save your haterade for after this episode. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, next place. I went back to Fremont, Nelson, and friend of the podcast, mm -hmm. Laura Kleiss, invited me to a sneak peek of Local Tide. So this is a new restaurant in Fremont. And this restaurant focuses on locally, locally sourced ingredients and the relationships that bring people together. So food is about spending time with family and loved ones. And they're specifically trying to focus a little bit on seafood, hence the name Local Tide. We got to try out shrimp toast, rockfish banh mi, a salmon sandwich, and a lovely lemon pie. All right. So I got to say, that salmon sa sa sandwich is easily the best I've ever had. Oh, right. Okay. Right. So what's different about it is that it's very moist. And so we're told that it was cured a little bit, then slowly poached. And it's meant to be served cold. And so one of the things they're doing, because they open up next week, and we'll get to that in a minute, is that they're trying to make sure that their, their food is very portable and befitting to takeout, which is, which is really great that they're being mindful of that. But that salmon held in the moisture. It's not salted after it's cooked, so it doesn't pull all the moisture out. And it's really complemented by their house tartar. And the sleeper is the pickles. Nelson, they make their own pickles. Okay. And the pickles are soft, but they still have a satisfying crunch. And Laura is a huge pickle fan. She also loved them. And, and so they rounded out the sandwich with some really soft brioche rounds. And um, that, that brioche had a really nice sweetness to it and went perfectly with that moist salmon. I'm telling you, it's just, I can't remember the last time I've reacted to a salmon sandwich this way. Yeah, you're still talking about it. So definitely it's really good. He's <laughs> like, enough already. <laughs> no, 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 this is like, this is, I mean, you, 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 you're so enamored by it. I mean, obviously it must be really, really delicious. And mm -hmm. yeah, it had some impact on you. 
I've heard of Loco Tide. They do. They used to do pop ups yep. in Pie Place Market area. Mm-hmm. I just never was able to get out there. But their rolls, their crab rolls, and maybe they had some lobster rolls mm-hmm. looked like really, really amazing. I think it's awesome that they're having a shop now in Fremont. Yes, and Nelson, spoiler alert: that crab mm-hmm. roll is on the menu, but we just didn't have yes. it that day. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys, check out Local Tide, and they open on August 6th. Mark your calendars. Great. Okay. Nelson, you know my son doesn't like crowds, and he definitely does not like leaving the house, especially during (laughs) COVID times. I decided to take him on a mini pike food crawl with me because we're shopping for my brother, Taylor. So today is actually Taylor's birthday, but we celebrated yesterday. Oh, Um, happy birthday, Taylor. Yeah, happy birthday, Taylor. Woo! Um, Taylor is a really hard person to buy gifts for. And so because we've been kind of still, you know, staying at home and quarantining a bit, I decided to try to buy some of his favorite Pike Place Market stuff because I know that he hasn't been down there in a while. So Mm. he loves the trail mix from Don and Joe's. And when I say trail mix, I mean like blocks and chunks of meat yeah <laughs> yeah that's the kind of trail mix i'm that's talking the kind about of trail mix i eat too right right you don't need no nuts and fruit we got meat and cheese y'all no. <laughs> uh, i also got him some lemon curd yogurt from elanos that's his favorite and some salmon piroshki from piroshki piroshki and so he was so happy with it. i'm glad because uh, again he's really hard to buy for but while we we're there i decided to introduce my son to misum's pork humbao <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, when you have kids, sometimes, sometimes, you know, they get particular about things. And so he had a long streak where he only eat certain things. And so now he's sort of in an adventurous mood. Well, he'll, he'll try just about anything and it's like guilt-free. So if he doesn't like it, fine, I'll just eat it or do whatever with it. So mm-hmm. let's just say, okay, it got his signature grunt and nod approval. I mean, that's, that's his like, <laughs> rating skill, oh, yeah. right? The grunt and the nod. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. I, we bought two, I bought, you know, I bought one for each of us and he ate them both. <laughs> so me, okay. some, me some pastry guys. <laughs> nice. Two grunts and two nods. Right. Arr, arr. All right. Two got it. Two nods. Yep. <laughs> yep. And so that rounds out the week. And like you, Nelson, I hit up some other places, but just to mention Pagliacci, cause we got to have pizza. Zilberstein's because I can't get enough pastrami and mangosteen because it's got all the wings. <laughs> if you guys aren't familiar, that is week 22 of straight <laughs> mangosteen for Monica. Right. It's the whole summer is like that. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> can't help myself. Sometimes twice a week, but we try to keep it to once a week. We try to keep it to once a week. All right. So that's a wrap on what we're eating. I think we both did a great job. <laughs> Lots of good eats. Lots of good eats. Uh, had I known you were going to Pike Place, I needed. I would have asked you to pick me up something. But we'll talk about oh. that at, at the, at offline when we're when For we're sure. done. But I'm sorry, um, definitely. You know but yeah, Pike Place. I, I I need to go back there soon. Yeah. All right, Monica. We do have an interview today. Tell us about it. I think we kind of foreshadowed it because you went to Citizen a little bit. But mm-hmm. tell us about who our interview is tonight. Today's interview is with Susanna Olmos, the owner of Lazy Susan and Citizen Cafe and Campfire in Queen Anne. So you've already heard a little bit about Citizen Cafe and Campfire, and you'll hear more about Lazy Susan in this interview. Here it is with Susanna. Hey, everybody. Today, we're talking to Susanna Olmos, owner of Lazy Susan and Citizen in Queen Anne. Welcome to the show, Susanna. Thank you, Monica. Glad to be here. 
It is so great to have you on. You know, right before the stay-at-home order hit, Nelson, uh, my co-host, and I had a chance to come by Lazy Susan and had a great time, and the food was delicious. It's been a while since we've been to Citizen, but we've definitely been there as well. So why don't you tell us about both of these great businesses? Well, I've had Citizen Cafe for 12 years. Uh, Lazy Susan was an offshoot of Citizen, really kind of our best-selling items came from Citizen when we put on uh, some of our, what I call our Corexican food items, which is kind of just things that came up from um, my Korean-Mexican um, heritage. And we opened Lazy Susan based off of that, just um, a mashup of Korean-Mexican food, and that's how Lazy Susan was born. That's the story. Uh, yes, for sure. And we were we were pretty blown away by the food. I mean, I know I'm speaking for Nelson here, but uh, we had a really great time. Thought the cocktails were also great, and it was also a really great neighborhood vibe. Um, you know what? It's my I've been down here as long as I've ever lived in Seattle, which has been several decades. So this is my home down here at this corner of Queen Anne. Mm-hmm. I know it well. I know everybody. I've seen all the changes. Um, I love it. It's home. I'm invested in this corner of the world. (laughs) I think that's great uh, that you own businesses in your neighborhood because often you see folks who own businesses all over the city, but they don't necessarily live there. And so I think there's something really special about you being connected to the neighborhood in, in that specific way. Yeah, I've seen all the changes. You know, I, I try to run my business based accordingly, you know, who lives here now and, and kind of, you know, what they tell me they want to see and, Based on that, that's how kind of, you know, the third offshoot has happened, which is our outdoor space called Citizen Campfire. Yes, that is so exciting. When I heard about this, I said, I need to hear more about this. So tell us about Citizen Campfire. Okay, I would love to because it makes me smile. I have a big fat <laughs> on my face just talking about it because it's fun. It really is. So Citizen Campfire is, it's one, it's huge and it's fun. It's like one of those hidden places you don't know is there. You walk past it every day, but it's got, you know, huge fences around it and you walk in it and it kind of has all these little nooks and crannies in and uh, it just keeps going and going and you're like oh wow oh wow and then oh my gosh and then oh my god there's this hidden bar back there and (laughs) it goes and goes and it's built with love you can tell and it has all these different seating arrangements and covered spaces it's colorful and bright and warm and welcoming but it's outdoors I don't know like it's just wonderful everybody I think the I I hear all the time from everybody it's like oh my gosh this feels like a place you would find in in Austin Texas (laughs) just sit out there under the stars there's there's campfires and uh, out there and um, it's nice you you know you're right under the uh Space Needle has a great view under there, and it's right in downtown Seattle. There's not a place like it anywhere in the city. I have to 100% agree. So I'm familiar with the space that you're talking about, and I've been there before um, because there used to be pop-ups, and I think there used to be a barbecue yeah, uh, barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. It was here. a while ago, but it was already a cool space back then. But mm-hmm. just the elevation of this concept, and you're right, nobody else in the city has anything like this. And, you know, just in general, I think Seattle doesn't do patios well, right? It's sort of just, yeah, we put some tables outside and an umbrella. Hope you like it. But mm-hmm. this is so much more thoughtful about 
it, I don't know. It just even just hearing you talk about it, even if I hadn't seen pictures of it already, like I would still be excited about it because it sounds like something so different. It is. And, you know, in this neighborhood, there's just a, well, there's, first of all, there's a lot of hotels around here. So it's really a great place for people who don't live in the city to be able to come down and, you know, to just sit outdoors and enjoy our city and the city landscapes from there. But also, um, you know, all of the apartments out here to be able to just come outside and walk down the street and sit outside and enjoy themselves. And, Mm -hmm. You know, whether they're just having uh, a lemonade or having a pint of beer or want a little, some tacos or grab a slice of pizza from up the street and come and sit out there. It doesn't matter to us that, you know, just enjoy yourself however you want to out there, however you want to do it, your version of it. We're relaxed about it. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. So why don't you tell me some of your popular dishes at, at all of your places so we can talk about Lazy Susan, about Citizen and about Citizen Campfire. Okay, well, um, let's see. Definitely, um, I would be remiss if I didn't just start it off with the Corexican tacos. That's what mm-hmm. kind of started it all, really. It started at Citizen Cafe and still there, but of course, we also have it on the menu at Lazy Susan. Let's see. Of course, at Lazy Susan, you have to mention the uh, signature chicken wings because, mm-hmm. you know, and then also, I think we have one of the best fried chicken sandwiches <laughs> and, and, <laughs> uh, and uh, let's see what else do we have oh because of COVID you know we had to make some changes on our menu at Citizen so you know we've always been known as a crepery mm-hmm. but crepes don't travel well for to go they get mm-hmm. soggy so we had to take those off the menu which is unfortunate but you know, change is exciting too. So we have added blue corn waffles, which is really, really yummy. Mm-hmm. And so we've got sweet and savory waffles on the menu. They're really, really delicious. We have some amazing savory ones that everybody should come and try, but also some really good uh, sweet ones and not just your normal, you know, strawberry Belgian waffles, but some some really good, you know, strawberry rhubarb and pear crisp and it's switching it up all the time, you know, mm-hmm. we're kind of different takes on them and we're playing with it. So, and then we're also really known for our cowboy casserole at Citizen. Ooh. Yes. Let's see both places. Uh, it's summer. So we've got froze, <laughs> froze all day at both places. <laughs> well, we can't uh, live without that. We have to have that. <laughs> we do. So both places also, uh, we have cocktails to go and mm-hmm. we're having a lot of fun with that cocktails to go program is fun. I like it. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah, I think that it's funny. Cause when, when we, people first started thinking about that concept during, during stay at home, I think it sounded really strange to some of the businesses, but now like it makes so much sense. And like thinking about in the future, when we go back to, you know, eating out at restaurants all the time, like I think some places might keep the cocktails to go. <laughs> well, we will, you know, we'll, we'll keep it as long as we're allowed to. Yes, of course. <laughs> that will go away eventually when yes. things, but in the meantime, it is fun. So you know what, we'll, we'll have our fun where we can these days. We have a lot of fun with our packaging and stickers at both places. They're different. You know, we're, we're doing different kinds of slushies and party packs and things like that. 
for them. So mm-hmm. um, it's it's in these times you have to look at things, you have to switch things up. Like at Lazy mm-hmm. Season, you, we can't do kegs of beer anymore because mm-hmm. they go stale. So rather than just have your canned beers, we've decided to kind of like, why don't we bring in some really good specialty beers? Mm-hmm that you know we'd normally wouldn't have there so let's get some cans of beers that you have to go looking for so that's really a lot of fun Mm -hmm. and people like it so we're just kind of doing different things like that yeah I mean you you kind of mentioned business can't operate as usual right and so uh, you already talked a little bit about how the stay-at-home order impacted the businesses a little bit but I mean again like you've been in business for a while so it's not like you know it's a new business like you have you're in touch with the neighborhood and it's your home. And, and how has that just impacted everything for you? Oh, <laughs> um, well, it's definitely impacted. You know, it's, um, wow, it changes definitely mm-hmm. week to week. I feel like for me, um, I would say the first couple months of this, it felt like it was kind of more of a physical thing. But now I feel like it's it's a mental, like I'm in a, in a mental state about it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, you know, every day it's like, get my mental state on, like, think about this, be strong, be focused. Mm-hmm. I'm working on that. It's getting a little tougher that way. So mm-hmm. go before I go outside, you know, stay positive, get focused for, for my team, you know, for every conversation I'm going to have mm-hmm. for the long run, because, you know, I think everyone's getting really clear, like, this is, you know, there's a, there's a long road ahead of us mm-hmm. for this, and things are changing back and forth, going through the stages, the phases. I was a little more optimistic, and then reality hits you, and it's like, okay, make the most of what our season is right now, and, you know, be prepared for what changes am I going to make for the business, and how are we going to do it when the weather, the sun goes away, and you got to go back inside and, you know, switch just to to-go, so... For so sure, the most of what I have right now with the good with the good outdoors weather, and I think you're doing a great job. I mean, I talk to a lot of business owners and frequent a lot of businesses around the city, and that idea about like how do you be strong for yourself so that you can be strong for other folks, your your, your team. It's it's a really hard thing, right? It's it's just that humanity piece. And but what I can say is that it hasn't stifled your creativity a bit. Like these ideas and concepts, I'm loving hearing and can't wait to experience. So you're doing a great job. So thank you so much for sharing. Oh, yes. Thank you so much for letting me share. (laughs) Yes. So we have just a couple minutes left. So um, what are some of your favorite places in Seattle to grab something to eat? And it could be to go or, you know, delivery or whatever, but it helps our listeners to get an idea of of new places to go. Okay. Well, I have to tell you, I'm always about the sweets. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always about the sweets. (laughs) Um, so I have to say that I like, let's see, and I like little places. I like to go to the little neighborhood places. I find myself up in Wallingford a lot at a little place called Tres Lecherias. Oh Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we, we sell their, uh, their product at Lazy Susan Mm -hmm. and they have so many flavors. So, I like that. Also, I'm so excited that um, one of my favorite cake shops, Deep Sea Sugar and Salt, 
in uh, Georgetown has just reopened. Yes, we've so, been waiting for that. <laughs> I, know, I know. So like, that's like my dream, you know, mm-hmm. retirement business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I knew how to bake, which I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Those cakes are so incredible. Oh my goodness. Yes, yes, exactly. So um, I'm a fave of that place also. And and these days, you know, with the sun out, I'm always looking for a really good crab salad. You know? Ooh, yeah. That's so find nice. so yeah. me an outdoor deck where I can have a really yummy seafood salad. I'm there. That's fantastic. Yeah. Okay, um, that's all the time that we have for today. So thank you so much again for joining us on the show and really looking forward to stopping by Citizen Campfire. And of course, Lazy Susan. Oh, yay. Thank you so much, Monica. It's been a pleasure. Always is. And that's our interview with Susanna. Nelson, we've both been to Lazy Susan and the Citizen Cafe. Mm-hmm. And Citizen Campfire is such a great space. And I swear, if they were closer to my work to my work from home situation, I would definitely be there all the time. It's fun. Yeah, I do. I think when I was listening to your interview, you she mentioned like it has that keep it weird Austin, Texas feel to it. And I was trying to think back. I was like, is there any place in Seattle that kind of has that Austin feel? It's like, I don't think it does. So no. other than Citizen Cafe and Campfire. So yeah, yeah you guys got to go check that out. It, it's very eclectic. It's always fun to just look around and just kind of see what, what there is around there. It is for sure. And perfect. <laughs> um, guys. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Inside joke. Lazy Susan is open for takeaway and they are serving up your favorite Corexican dishes while Citizen Cafe and Campfire is open for takeaway and patio dining. As with all businesses during the pandemic, every business we talk about, guys, be sure to check their business website or their social media for accurate hours of operation. Do not rely on third-party informers to tell you when somebody's doing business. Things can change daily depending on what's going on. Oh, great advice, Monica. That's very, very true. Don't rely on other third-party areas mm-hmm. to check it. And by the way, I was just thinking about it because Susanna, Lazy Susan, probably named after her, right? That restaurant is named mm-hmm. after her. Yep. I just <laughs> realized in my head, Venison Pho and Grill is named after the owner too as well. His name is Vin. Mm-hmm. Monica, if you had a restaurant, what would you call it using your name? Ah, oh, look at you pulling pulling out the hard questions. <laughs> I know, it's... <laughs> See how creative it is? She's like Lazy yeah. Susan is the, the little turntable and venison pho. I was like trying to figure out, I was like, how come it, how come they, they spelled it venison wrong? How come they spelled that wrong? And I was just like, yeah. no, it's not venison. How would you incorporate instead of saying Monica's restaurant? What would you, what would you call it? It would probably be something, a take on money because some people actually do call me money. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I haven't thought about it that much. Okay. Okay. Huh. What, well, it sounds like you've thought about it. What would yours be? Well, something that just popped into my head and I've always, always hated it because uh, back in school, in elementary school, people would always make fun of this because it's like, uh, Nelson Mandela. And then the other one would be full Nelson, mm-hmm. like the wrestling move. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but I just thought about it as like, I could call my restaurant the full Nelson. And then if I decide to have other restaurants, they'd be called the half Nelson. Yeah. That's, they're both wrestling moves. So maybe maybe those would be the ones. I don't Sounds know. I'd still have to workshop it. You're, you're recycling your Blazing Bagels names, though, because that's what you're going to name your sandwiches. Oh, my remember? gosh. That's why, I came, that's why it's in my subconscious <laughs> mind, because I totally forgot about that, too. You were going to name oh, your Blazing no. Bagels sandwiches that. The full Nelson. And then if you don't need enough of it, you get the half right. Nelson. Oh, my gosh. 
<laughs> okay, I have to think about something more original now. I totally forgot about that. Oh, that was so long ago. I totally forgot. I know, it was a okay. long time ago. <laughs> I don't know. You can't there's not a lot of play on words for Nelson. I was just like, I always I always yell at my mom and dad. I was just like, when we're at Disneyland, I was just like, why'd you name me Nelson? None of these nameplates have Nelson on them. There's a, there's a John, a Brian, there's a Steven, there's a there's, there's like Brian, Brian spelled like four different ways. Yeah. There's no Nelson. I never find a Nelson. We're gonna... <laughs> hey, let's get a keychain with your name on it. Yeah, let's look for Nelson. Nelson, there's Natalie. Oh, so sad. Nathan. I don't know. It's just like it's never a Nelson. But anyway, uh just uh, those are my personal problems. Personal problems. <laughs> and that's it for another show of us sharing our childhood traumas <laughs> with you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, well let's end it there that sounds about right that sounds right <laughs> thank you so much for everyone for listening that's our show for tonight everyone stay cold out there uh, it looks like the weather is going to cool down just a little bit Monica I think Yay. it's going to be in the high 70s versus the the early 90s early <laughs> so, 90s <laughs> low 90s I mean I meant low 90s the early, early 90s, 90s was a great time for me <laughs> The 90s was a great time, I'm telling you. That was take me back to middle school and elementary school in the early 90s. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, everyone. That's our show for tonight. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful week and happy eating, Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at seattlefoodiepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast.